and you will more than learn. Scoring everything there, check that pass. Offense, I'll say you really need to come and say we haven't seen you in weeks. We honestly thought you had died. After the police called off the manhunt, you found me in my pants after you scored against the It's okay! Cause we've got Aaron Ramsey. It's not gay! If it's with Aaron Ramsey. Hello guys, welcome back to Drunk Dial Square after a two-week hiatus for various reasons. Uh, most notably the Red Sox winning the World Series and we had to move locations, so yeah. Um, and also we had a few people on vacation. So James Garvey, how was your vacation to the lovely Florida? Uh, Disney World was fucking awesome. Any good stories from that little trip? Uh, being able to taunt Liverpool fans <laughs> as I walked around Epcot Center, they're all drunk and bummed out. <laughs> So that was a good trip then, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I learned as far as Epcot Center goes, where they have all the countries, the showcases, they have a sports store in England as far as that goes, and there are no Liverpool kits for sale there. Probably because they were a warrior big, and fucking up the cares. Big fucking only. <laughs> uh, and of course, Klima, you were, were you home or were you just in Connecticut? I was home visiting my parents in Connecticut. Because of that, I had to do family type stuff during the, the day, and I got to watch uh, Arsenal Liverpool on DVR at about 11 o'clock at night, trying to, you know, cheer, soft cheer while my parents were asleep upstairs. So, yeah. Take away sports. Were you able to avoid this? Oh yeah, complete media blackout. I'm very, I'm very used to this. Just don't I get on Facebook, do don't get on Twitter, and uh, I did it for all the World Cup in 2010, and I did it for the Euros Jeez. in 2012. It gets nuts, but yeah, you it's doable. I was unemployed during the World, during the Euro Cup. Oh, uh, so that would have awesome. been lovely. That would have been fantastic. I, I was here every day in the summer. <laughs> that was a good time. And of course, Zachary, aka Funny Guna. Hey, how, how are you, man? You were you know, you didn't go anywhere, but how are you? <laughs> I was all right until. Freaking <laughs> Van Persie, aka the cunt, ruined my day again. But such is life. We have to move on now. Um, before we get into sadness, let's talk about good things first, I guess. Uh, Liverpool match, of course. Um, that was a that was a great result. Um, I know. It's, I don't think you got to watch it, um, but it was. First of all, I mean, here it was insane because of the Red Sox parade. Yeah, how many people did you get? Oh, we were, you were up against. Yeah, we, we so. were at another pub that night, and we were near the Boston Garden, and we were actually over capacity at kickoff. Um, so it was quite an atmosphere, to say the least. Um, it's kind of fun seeing John, being able to celebrate a John Henry team in the area and then being able to make fun of them <laughs> doing fun all against us on the pitch. So it was an absolute joy to watch. Um, I don't know. Um, you guys ever? Anybody want to answer this? I don't know. If you guys had any standout performers from that match? At the start, I would have taken a draw, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Well, 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 uh, for me, it wouldn't have been a disastrous result, considering the form of Liverpool and you know. But as the game went on and the way we started, then I really thought we could win this, and yeah. which is what we did. I'm delighted. Yeah, it was it was one of those times when uh, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect going into it. I knew I knew I knew that I knew that we should be playing well, but Liverpool yeah. also been on, really on form. Uh, so we were. Uh, why did I completely lose my train of thought? This is really bad for all. I'm gonna make you add all this shit up. I don't, I get, I don't really so care. <laughs> I was surprised at how 
what would you call Liverpool's performance? Because I, I wasn't overly impressed, to be honest. No, uh, no. And and I thought no. we were, I thought we were gonna get a lot more for him, especially after going down. Uh, if you're gonna play for the draw, then you're gonna play for the draw. I totally, uh, you know, you're playing away to an informed team. I totally get it. But after that goes, then I thought that they would really come out and attack and make it an interesting game, and it didn't seem to really ever materialize. Not at all. I mean, they had a couple chances through the SAS whatever the fuck that is, a stupid ass <laughs> acronym. Um, I mean, obviously, Swartz at the post the one time. Yeah, which that's was about it. Pretty close, yeah. Then, obviously, Chesney with that little one-two with Sturridge <laughs> instead of clearing it out. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, Gerard was fucking non-existent. I didn't see him at all. In the yeah, pitch, really. and that was, that was crazy. Cause I Gil was being dead game? Exactly, I don't know. I think it was on the squad, I don't know. Well, and was, I had talked, I don't forget if it was here, just with, with uh, people around the bar, how, how impressed I was this year with him and how I thought that he was really good playing that deeper lie role than he would have before. I mean, and I, I forget if Coutinho was back for that game or not. He came on but, the second half, yeah. Okay, that's right, yeah. Sign you chewing him out. Yeah. <laughs> scaring, scaring the shit out of him. That's right, that's right. It's been way too long since that game, apparently. It's been yeah. a week. It's been a while we played Liverpool. The only thing I remember is now the Ramsey's awesome goal. Could have used one of those today. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, well, like, yeah, something... it's going to be that dollar. <laughs> well, like, Thanks, old, like, I didn't get enough credit. Every time I watch it now, I, I did not get enough credit to Old Sills' assist. Um, like, oh, yeah. Oftentimes, he seems to drift, drift out of game, which is often because teams are so tight to mark him now, yeah. which often frees up our other players. Well, great. he looks for space. And, he, yeah, exactly. and so, so if the space if is If I remember else, correctly, that out. time, free... Liverpool players tried to close him down yeah. before he laid the ball off to Ramsey, and that's how he found space. It was a great chip between the defenders and to that Ramsey. That might go unappreciated sometimes, but that's another part of Ozil's game that you know people don't usually notice. He draws players towards him, which makes other players available, yeah. and they, we can exploit through that. It's kind of how when if, if Drew's playing well too, that's what that's what that's what he's been able to do. I mean, we talked about that nauseam for the for the Napoli goal too, where you know you got two people crashing with him yeah. to the front post, but that's you know theoretically the way you, the way the way you open up space so if you you're getting that much respect and you're gonna be that dangerous on the ball. And, and also, yeah, if they're trying to mark him tight and make sure you you, you don't support, where are you gonna deny? Like, where are you going to? Go that he can't get the ball in a dangerous area. That's that's the one thing. Like, you can follow him from left to right all you want, and then you're going to create space elsewhere. It's that's what makes him so dangerous. It makes him so good. Uh, I believe I was in line for the uh, test track at the <laughs> and I got the score alert, and here I am in a line that's probably going to be 45 minutes long. Reaching reaching my phone, and I'm. Deathly afraid it's gonna be a Liverpool goal, and I look down and I see Cazorla's name, and I literally jump for joy. Many tourists looking at me strangely, and I don't care <laughs> because we went five points clear. Yeah. I don't have to talk about that subject, but we're gonna transition to the Dortmund match. That one, that, that one, to be honest, like, I, I, this is this may sound weird because like, the Liverpool game was a big one, and I and I was I was watching it, you know with complete attention. I was, like I said, I was in my parents' house focusing on the TV because I couldn't move. Otherwise, I was going to wake up my mom on the couch who was on the other side of me. But, like, I... I don't remember the Liverpool game that much. I, I, th- I thought I thought it was it was, just, it was really just one of those games where I'm like, yeah, we won that one. That was notable in the fact that we won that, and that was about where it ended. That one. Yeah, and, and, and I kind of really th- I mean, if, of course, if we did the, this podcast like right after the game, then I would then I would have had a, re- a ton of things to say. But the Dortmund game was the game I, I still have fresh in my mind because of how crazy good it was, but also yeah. how impressive it was at the end. At the end, uh, I thought we started off a little slow again against Dortmund. 
Um, a few passes were still a little bit loose, but the second half was, especially after our goal, which, you know, again, Ramsey, Drew, yeah. Yeah. and also involves. Shocker. Those yeah. three. Uh, but uh, the game was wide open right after that goal. Yeah. It was it was so much fun. Like, I, and it's weird because I remember when, the, when that group of death came out and, you know, in quotes, because some people bitch about how it wasn't true with group of death, which is ridiculous. <laughs> the... Uh, People were saying, you know what, this is really tough, and you know why it's good because it's going to be really fun. And on the one hand, fun sucks because fun's ner- <laughs> because fun's nervous, and fun and, and fun gets you gets you disappointed at times, like it did with the uh, with the home match storm. But man, that was fucking fun. It was yeah. so it was it was so it was just such high quality. I soccer. couldn't believe we beat Dortmund there. And it held them scoreless oh, too. Yeah. Was it the second time in like sixty one matches or something yeah. like that? They were saying. I mean. It's- First team to win what? See now where Bernabeu at Juventus <laughs> at San Siro at Allianz uh, Arena. Yep. People that Chelsea fans that say they won their first are fucking stupid. Penalties <laughs> penalties do not count. I'm sorry. Um, and then at Dortmund, it's just it's a pretty good record to have for an English side. I would I would say so. That's also technically a neutral site. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, yeah, and actually, that, that does make a little bit more sense besides just like the uh, you know the, the technicality part of it because you have to open up tickets that much broader to all, all sorts of people. So it wasn't you, yeah, of course it was a home game to a degree, but it wasn't like it would have been yeah. for a you know Bayern home game. May I take a moment to just say fuck Marseille for being such a cocky <laughs> <laughs> this moment because. They were leading at one time, right? Yeah. Uh, well, they, they, they went up to, yeah they went up one nil, then they tied it, two and two, then yeah. they went, went two one up. I, th- I think Napoli was two one, yeah. and then they brought it back oh, to two two, and then two. they eventually lost three two. The and Arsenal this, guy, this, yeah. it's crazy how we're we have what nine points, yeah. and still still not sure if we're yeah. gonna get through with it. I mean, like, uh, uh, yeah. First of all, you're absolutely right. That was fucking annoying as hell. Because yeah. they, they just went, when, they were, when they were down to nothing, I was like, ah, Napoli's losing, fuck them. Or uh, Napoli's winning, fuck them, or whatever. And then when, when Marseille uh, came back and, and drew a 2-2, and there's like 10 minutes left or so, I'm sitting there going like, holy shit, we could be, we could be th- three clear? Are you, are you kidding me? This is, this is amazing. And now it's still fine, because look, they get Marseille at home next, and if they win, they're, they're yeah. qualified. They might not qualify in first, depends on what happens in you know, Dortmund and Napoli. But that's at home at Dortmund. You'd think they take it, and all of a sudden we're at 12 and a couple people are on 9, and we're looking really good. Yeah. But still has to happen, because now we've got someone else riding with us. I don't know if you guys saw... Um Dortmund lost again yesterday in Bundesliga. Yeah, which is crazy. Listen, yeah. Lushburg, and uh, and Subotic got hurt too. And he's out for a while too. So now if Hummels is still, you know, nursing that injury and Subotic is out, um, it's gonna be iffy for them now. Well, I mean, they definitely still have a quality side to push through, but of course. it's just that I know we'll get Barcelona if we finish, <laughs> if we finish second. second. Yeah. I just <laughs> I just know it. Well, apparently the uh, the. the the Napoli game still might be played to a closed stadium because of the uh, really? uh, of yeah, all that that's happening. what I, I, I mean. I don't. I don't know if it's actually going to happen or how likely it is. You wait for them to have the balls. I don't yeah. think they do either, but at least it's it hasn't been ruled out yet. So it's something that's a possibility. But Kini will give them a stern. Do we have to, to come back today? <laughs> let's 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 delay it a little bit let's because that Dortmund yeah. game was. Let's really, go speculate really about good. the future instead of <laughs> present. <laughs> International break, eh? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I'm still going to stick with the Champions League. I think we should definitely take three with Marseille. They've been oh, such a punching bag. You have to take definitely. Marseille. They've been uh, such a yeah. punching bag for the entire group. Yeah. yeah. And then... And it's a home match. It's a home match. Yeah. Then away to Napoli. Content with the draw? Yeah. Not, sure. Yeah, never what you better get us through. Draw gets us through, yeah. Uh, uh, against Napoli, draw gets us through. Especially the next match between... Uh, 
Napoli and Dortmund, I mean, that's... Yes, one of those clubs huge, is going to drop huge, points. Yeah, that's huge, uh, yeah. A draw would be beneficial to us. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A draw would be. Oh, I, I guess if I guess we want Dortmund no. more than anything, actually, though, because assuming that we win, because then we'll be twelve versus nine and nine versus twelve, ten and six, six or yeah. ten to seven. Sorry. Or, yeah, so sorry. I, mean, that, I, I guess that means if we lost to Napoli, then they would leapfrog us. Drunk half everyone. So I yeah. so, so I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather see Dortmund. I mean, a because I like Dortmund, uh, but B because I think that I'd rather have us be three clear and. Uh, I think I think Napoli have to do something ridiculous on goal differential to to really come and overtake us if that was the case. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I will say that definitely I was surprised in how quiet in the past week. I mean, the SAS combination and then Lewandowski were didn't do anything against our back our back yeah. four, particularly Koscielny and Mertesack were absolutely fantastic in both matches. Again, yeah. If you really think about it, against Liverpool, Dortmund, and United, yeah. Two of which were away from home. We've just conceded one goal, yeah. not even from a corner. Yeah. If you, you know, it's not too bad at all. No. From yeah, like one one goal from not not from the run of play. I mean, they've they've and that was and and, and if this is going to have to be our segue into uh, today, today's <laughs> game, I'll start us off positively and say Vermarlin had a pretty good game. Uh, I'm not going to. He was one of the best players today. I think I, I'm not. I'm not saying that all of a sudden that he should be winning a starting job back or anything ridiculous like that. But it was nice to see him come into this game and be controlled and right. be uh, not having these. Re- I mean, he came up a little bit when we needed the goal at the end, and that's fine. You know, do what you gotta do. He but had he, no business taking that free kick or win the game. Well, that that, that part was true. I'll, I'll, I'll happily that, give. I'll happily some, give. You somebody that. tugged the armband and was like, "Hey, remember I wear this? <laughs> not often, but it does. I want my goddamn moment." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Besides that, but the, he was he was really solid at the very least because you didn't notice him uh, having the problems that he has. You notice him when he when he made good plays, but like the problem with Marlon in the past has been so much. What are you doing? Why are you up? Why are you up that high? Why did you foul him right there in that terrible area or anything like that? And to not hear his name in that regard was actually very nice. He didn't pass the ball right to Van Persie for an easy goal. Yeah, I, I was. You have no idea how nervous I was about that going into the match. <laughs> you know, the first I just, thing I thought of. I just realized that Van Persie has scored cunt. <laughs> the cunt has scored three times against us in three questions that he faced Arsenal, and just hurts me to no, no end. It's just. just Come be on. that way ad nauseum until he dies. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> not, not even like till he retires, but till, until until he dies. I just hate the way it happens. It's a fucking corner, like. Yeah. If he would have lost, the, you know, the match on like a fantastic play like Argo versus Norwich, it's like, fine, you. Great job, okay, fine, but fucking yeah. in a corner, and then like, yeah. wasn't even. I mean, yeah, it, it looked really good, but it was like his head and his shoulder, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking just went in. So United had a corner, right? And then there was a shot from Rooney that went wide. And apart from that, I don't, I can't recall anything. Anything dangerous, dangerous that United did. It was a very midfield battle. I yeah. thought. I mean, not. I don't think either side had much. I don't think either side had that many chances. To be fair, I mean, no. we could have shot the ball for fucking, you know, a little bit more. But I, I think I, I don't know how we're all gonna come down on this. But I, I was, I was. I don't know if understanding is the right word, but there were a couple of times when when, when the people were screaming for shots and I, and they were honestly blocked off the yeah. guy in front a good of few them. Of them uh, definitely, yeah. and, and but there, there were there were times the one I can really remember that I wish had gone better was one where I think it was Ramsey let it roll across his body and he was open uh, from from right to left and he was open if he had just swung at that ball as it like, took a step and swung but it, it was a little too fast it rolled a little bit too far away and by the time he caught it to a place where he could shoot someone actually was blocking the shot but for the most part it didn't seem like we had that many clear lanes to shoot at I could be wrong 
and Odile had a rare invisible invisible performance. Uh, also, I was very disappointed. Uh, yeah, I think Garvey looked up the uh, pass percentages for it, right? Somehow we had eighty-one percent of passes. I don't know how we gave the way ball away so often. I mean, I don't know what our total passes were and, yeah, I, and what those passes were between. But as we were moving forward, especially through the, the tail end of the first half, every ball we put forward <laughs> found a United defender almost every time. Mm. It was sickening. And United was what seventy five? Was it? Yeah, we they played like shit, and we somehow played worse. <laughs> yeah, and I think also at what eighty percent passing still. Correct. Uh, it's just I, I, hey, he had so many. I mean, horrible so, pass, like five-yard passes. You expect him to make. This is aggravating. The he did have that lovely one-two <clears throat> with Giroud, and then apparently there was supposed to be a three on that. <laughs> Giroud could have moved in the box, and by the time it came back to That's right. to Ozil, there was no one there to give the ball to. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, it was he was very forgettable on the day. Mm. And I'm not gonna make excuses because. It, you know, it was it was a down game. Uh, at the same time, I wonder I, I, if this international break isn't a very good thing for that or for that reason. Because I, and it's always hard to tell what people or why people are tired or are, are out of sync on the pitch. It could be not it could be not playing right today. It could just be a bad day. It could be any number of things. But tiredness could be part of it. I and mean, they've had yeah. they've had a lot of the same squad out there for for, for so far. Yeah, we we played three games in seven days, and that even with top and teams. tough games. Yeah, yeah exactly. Teams. And with travel. Yeah, I, 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 again, I don't know. I don't. It's it's always well, tough same, to say. Pretty much the same players, and a couple. Yeah, a couple minor. Because when you, when Janabri came in, you could see how fresh he was, right? Yeah. He played with such pace. He should have come on sooner. Right. I, I, th- I think that I think that was I think that's true. Yeah. I was a bit upset now, seeing it, it, Bender it, come on. It shows how tired. <laughs> Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna toss that one around. That's the wrong one, wrong guy. No, he's a, that Danish samurai doesn't know shit. <laughs> if we could have dealt him if we didn't pay him so much goddamn money, he wouldn't be on our squad. He has the nerve to come out this week and say, "Yeah, he's not happy there." You you torpedo at least three moves away because you don't want to get your wages cut. But thank God they're not way on your back anymore. Jesus Christ! Then you wear have this cunt hairstyle that makes it even worse. So you you, you suck and you draw attention to yourself. Wonderful. <laughs> Again, by, by, by the way, I'll just put this out there to anyone listening. If someone wants to Photoshop uh, Bettner onto the uh, like DVD cover of The Last Samurai and something, then like I would be eternally grateful because that would be fucking hilarious. I'm surprised uh, Lajid Lava hasn't done that yet. I'm surprised no one's done it. I mean, I could be, uh, I, I might have missed it so along the way, but come on, that's an obvious <laughs> one. <laughs> Has to be done. Yeah, speaking of um, that guy, um, though probably one of the best chances of the game was Sinus Cross. Not, and him not sticking his foot out, yeah. <sighs> Drew, I mean, to get what to get some pressure on, obviously. But I mean, it fell to Bender. Well, Drew, just, Drew is, was was being yeah, was being was, jostled and marked. Exactly. I, 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 I couldn't. He, I don't think he had a chance to really get on the end, no, no, no. end of it. Whereas if, if Bender continued his run and was yeah. standing at the back, Bender post. should have thrown his body to it, not yeah. just his. He leg. fell backward. If he lunged at that ball, first off, he's not that good at scoring goals with his feet anyway. So <laughs> why he's trying to stick his leg out is beyond me. Hmm. But even so, if he just kept moving forward, if it goes off. Any part of his body, it goes in the net. And if it's a handball, oh no, it gets disallowed. At least we got something of, uh, of yeah. effort. If he had stood there, if he had gotten down on both knees and just like, you know, turtled there at the back post, it would have bounced off him in it. So, and he had, and he was already making that run, and he slowed up because I guess he was waiting for a deflection or something like that. But he, like, you just, you gotta be at the post. Just be at the post. Do your job. Ah. There was one moment I was really disappointed with Odell was when there was a long ball played into the box. And, and it looked like he didn't go all the yeah, way for he it. He, yeah. he didn't 
jump. Yeah. yeah. Some people say like he couldn't get it, but like I felt like if, if it was on his left foot, he would have got something on it. But I feel like Sid was on, the, on his right side. I don't think like he wasn't really trying for it. Like wasn't comfortable about it. I. I, don't know. I was just, I, I thought it looked like he thought he couldn't get to yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I mean. And, and, and if that's the case, then that's the case. I try and fail. I t- you, try. I, 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 I tend to I tend to think, especially after the Dortmund goal, that if, if that had been Aaron Ramsey up top, he would have dove for it. And Suck if he if, if he missed, he missed. And that's not a, and that's not a you know some European bullshit as far as like you know English or British versus you know European. It's just I, I think I think that Ozil thought he couldn't get it, and I think Ramsey would have been like, well, fuck it, I'm going to try to get it. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll look at that replay and say that he had no shot, but that was the first thing I thought of. Uh, I, mean, th- I thought the second half was a lot, lot better. Of course. But then again, the first half was so dire that it would have been uh, really tough to, to get worse on that. Um, I think we actually had like 60% possession, which was yeah. a little surprising to say. I didn't think it was. I know we had a little bit of advantage mainly due to the second half, but I don't think. I, w- I wouldn't have thought that. High. Apparently, yeah. Arsenal did admit that Arsenal were a bit nervous before the game, mm. and it showed in the first half. They were United had all the ball for, for the first ten minutes, I think. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. What's the reasoning behind being I'm, nervous? I don't that, that's, understand. That's it. what I don't You've understand. Just two quality clubs, one of them in a very hostile f- away environment, and United has looked like shit so far this season. What reason is there at all to be nervous? Like, if you're gonna say that people were, were expecting to blow them out, ignore that. Mm. All you gotta do is score one goal. Yeah, I think it's show that it's just about the mentality than the quality because we had the quality to beat them today didn't we just yeah fell short and and the difference today as much as i hate to admit it was i think rooney he was, rooney everywhere. was the best player yeah. he was though. everywhere he was defending with attacking he provided the assist and i think we need one player that you know makes a, one that's a match winner no, that's. I th- I think that I think that this is. I've defended the whole double pivot with Arteta and, Fl- and Flamini, but I think that that might be part of the problem because it gets Ramsey out of doing what Ramsey does. Yeah. Uh, and because I think that if you're going to talk about how Rooney was all over the field, you know, he, the, the, the time that time he, he fouled Koscielny on that like 40 yard dash after the clear after yeah. the cleared ball. I mean, it, he didn't well, even get booked for that, did he? I don't think so. Regardless, like he was doing it, and then some people were earlier today were making the point when we were standing outside, like he didn't have to, and that's why it was actually really impressive. He could he could have just. You know, like trying to corral Kashani and like keep him from making a quick pass back up or something like that. But he was on him, driving, at, driving at him, and that was really impressive. And I think that the guy that we have that does that the most is, well, Ramsey or Jack, I guess, depending on depending on like where where, where they are. And if we play the double pivot, I think we come out a little flat naturally because what we're trying to do is control the game, not give everybody good chances, build into the game, take over. And the problem is that both times we've done that. Uh, West Brom and uh, today we've We're, given up a goal and we've given up a goal off of a set piece. West Brom was the, was a cleared ball and then the, the ball back in, but then this one was was a straight off a corner. But like if we don't get our own or if we or, or if we don't go into half at zeros, it seems like that isn't right the right formation to have and the right attitude to have. So I feel like the international break is coming at a great time for us. This, I mean, people have said it sucks because we have to deal with. You know this loss, burning, whatever. But fuck that. I, I, mean, think, I think the way the team is a little injuries. Yeah. Well, but getting people back too. That's that. I think that's the best part of it. I mean, you get guys hurt on international duty pretty much on a regular basis. Well, fair. I'm afraid of every time somebody gets a call up. <laughs> yes. But I don't think we have that many players playing in meaningful matches at least right. now, which is an important thing. 
can't say as to what games. I know that Gibbs and Wilshire both got call ups. I don't think friendly, Gibbs, I don't think Wilshire will play at all, so it doesn't matter. But I mean, I can't yeah. say who else got selected. We've got no one in Portugal. We've got no, no one in Iceland. We've got no one in the Ukraine. We've got no one in Sweden. Sweden. We've so got no one in. I mean, Mexico. New Zealand, <laughs> uh, Quite the pain of it is you don't need to be in a meaningful game to get hurt. No, but, no, very true. But, but at least with, with, five, with, with, with but with but with five subs and with a, a slightly less hostile atmosphere, then, it, that, then the risk is theoretically lowered. At least they're still still dangerous because they're playing. They're if they're on the field. It's dangerous, but this is at least a little bit better in that they should get more rest from it. Yeah, should. we've had dudes get hurt in international training, for God's sakes. Well, we've had, get, we've had plenty of people get hurt in normal yeah. training, too. I don't so. know what's up with Arsenal and injuries. One of the important games of the season, and all of a sudden, Mertesacker is ill, Rosicki is ill. Yeah. <sighs> just a flu. I don't know how the hell Chamberlain is seriously injured. Podolski. Walcott. I mean... It's not just the season. It's been so frustrating over the past few years. Three years or so, I'd say. It's been. It's been. Even when we had the Cunt and Fabregas, one of the, did they ever play together all season? No, I right. Think so no way. No, no, no way. way. Right. <laughs> That's the problem we've had all. And obviously, and, and Diaby obviously. Over uh, the I'm years, not even counting. I, that's, that's what I was yeah. gonna say. I was, I was gonna say like obviously Diaby. Let's just throw him out of the equation. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Don't worry, he'll come back and be like a new signing. Diaby's for a three physio. games. He's just a physio now, so he does. Just, I don't understand. It's I'm angry then frustrated at this point because of all these injuries. You know, it's just. <laughs> I'm just really depressed after the loss against United. What a helpless sigh that was. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so on. A little so sad and pathetic. So but, uh, I got a text from a friend who's a United fan and he said, Thank you for RVP. And, you know, I couldn't text anything fucking back. Dick. <laughs> you can still say we're fucking what, five points ahead of Well, yeah. Fuck yeah. Overall, if you look at it, after the VR loss in the first day, we're still on top. We're still yeah. on top of Champions League. We have yeah. players coming back. We've yep. just gone past the tough fixtures. Yep. Right. I mean, one, one of the tough fixtures, the sequence of tough uh, the, oh, fixtures. Oh yeah. The, in terms, in terms of, in terms of uh, the timing and the quality, I right. don't think it's going to get much worse this year. Even if we have and, difficult opponents in a couple of matches in a row. And we're still top despite our players being out. That's yeah. so. Yeah. And, and uh, the other teams are there despite their planes, players being fit. So uh, it's it just. I think we're just going to get better now. I mean, losing 1-0 at Old Trafford, missing... Well, first of all, Mertesacker sick, obviously, out right before the match. Then Walcott, Ox, Podolski... Yeah, be Sonogo. Well, the only thing—the only thing about that I'll say is like, if, if we're if we're being honest, the only guys that were going to be threats to start today that were out were Murdasaker and Walcott. Yeah, and, and and those and those are and those are two Talks good losses. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Off I don't, bench, I, I don't think in the, well bench sure. Yeah, I, 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 I don't I don't think anyone else uh, would have been a threat to start this game. Oh okay, uh, just to, to start. I, th- I think I think Ruzicki, Chamberlain, Podolski, I'll, I'll make the bench, but. Um, or at least have a chance to make the match, depending on what the makeup is and what the strategy is. But I think the frustrating thing about the about the one nothing loss today isn't that it was a one nothing loss at Man U at Old Trafford because that's fine. That's that's whatever it is. It's that we were the better team coming in. They were they they were doing better, but we're still lower quality. And then that should have been the game where we that we said 
you know what, the rest of the league, fuck you. We are now in control of this league, and we're going to be ahead of everyone on by, by five points, and we're going to be the best team with no questions asked whatsoever. And that's why it was frustrating to see how badly they played in the first half. They were better in the second for sure, but they were always chasing a lead, and they didn't create that many chances. And that's the frustrating part. Not the loss, but the way in which it happened. Yeah. If, if Man U had played at top-quality t- squad like they expected to with their, with their roster, if they played a quality game... If they played what you, you consider a ten, and we played an eight and got beat, I could accept it. Yeah. But yeah, the the method in which we lost, we looked so disheveled through so many aspects of the game. The only thing we have to really point to is our back line, that they didn't give up anything of real substance inside of free play, and just they couldn't create anything moving forward. Loads of just total miscues in passing. They get ball, balls into the box and just trip over people's legs. There were at least three instances where there were two men in the box within five feet of each other with a sea of United players around them. Just somebody, just flick it towards net. Maybe something happens. Not just getting dispossessed. So one of our best chances was Gibbs shooting from fucking 40 yards out. And if that, that got deflection almost. If that had gone off of Van Persie, I would have loved the <laughs> shit out of that. That would have been amazing. That would have poetic justice. I would have been so happy. Yeah. Um, I mean, on the on the bright side today, obviously Tottenham failed at home again, which, which is, is fantastic. Hilarious. How many goals? How many goals for open play? Like we have nine three? or something like that. Oh, oh open, open play. play. Open play. play. Oh, fucking! I count on one hand, definitely. <laughs> Top score P penalty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with, when the cunt scored and celebrated, I felt like it was more of a fuck you to whoever abused him. Rather than, hey, I've just scored a goal. And he, he had that anger and that thing in his face there. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. After making and, it a point that he was not celebrating his prior goals against us. Oh, yeah, us. he can go fuck himself. Uh, I, I'm, it, it, that, I think that's, this is it. This is it, that the point where, okay, he was an Arsenal player and he's now... And now he's not. I was going to say, I thought, you said, I thought you said that on Twitter earlier this week where you said, like, you'd rather have him uh, cheer. Right. I don't want his fake empathy. You yeah, know? exactly. And I, I, I'm fine with that. You know, today today was the line. And today was, I mean, if there was any doubt whatsoever, and for plenty of us, there, there that, that, that ship had long sailed. But... Now this is just... You stop being an Arsenal player the instant you put out that fucking press release. I fully agree. And that's, yeah. and that's, I, and that's my yeah. point, but it's also nice to have him finally be like, well, you know, I'm not taking the high road anymore. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I have so Fuck much respect him. for this team and everything like that. I don't like... I think the rest of... I think there all of us knew that he was no longer an Arsenal player. I think he now know, officially knows that he has no ties to us anymore, which is nice, because fuck him. I've never seen a player celebrate that hard for a corner goal, but... And let's be clear, he knew the whole time. He just wanted to lie about it. <laughs> it, was, it was well, like, and that's why it's even more annoying. And that's why I'm glad this happened you know, publicly today, because now it's just no question. Right. I hope he cried the day Sir Alex retired. <laughs> <laughs> Thinks he's come, going there and going to win all these fucking medals. And the man who's going to get you there goes, ah, see ya. I will say, as, as, as bitter as we can be about today, just in terms of the performance, and as, as, as sad as it was, for sure, Everywhere where we are is fine. This was this is a bad oh, yeah. game, and as long as it doesn't become a habit, then I'm I'm fine with saying you know what today sucked. Let's move on because I'm not going to sugarcoat it when they're bad because today they were they weren't good. But it's also nothing is gained by saying that this team is garbage. We need to make all these changes or anything like that. This is still a very good team. Who's played very good football, and 
Now we're going to have to... Uh, our next game is Southampton at home, which is not yeah. a gimme at all. And uh, it, it, a game we should win, but not a gimme. No, we cannot take it for granted at all. And Wait. after that, I think we got Curtis, Hall, and Everton. It's all winnable games, but oh, one sure. game at a time. Exactly. And considering we just came out of playing Chelsea, Dortmund, Liverpool, and United, yeah. you know, and players coming back, I think we should come out of it with at least three wins. This is the time. This is the time you want to make that statement, though. Yeah. This time, like I, like I was saying, like I wish we'd done today and really just put United down and said and said that we were in control. You know, that's what you want to have happen now. And, I mean, and the thing is, if there, you're going for the title, you're going to have stretches like that all yeah. the fucking time. And eventually you're going to take a loss, and the question is, how do you rebound? There, there have been seasons where, where we have beaten United but ended up third or fourth, yeah. right? But as long as we stay on top, yeah, it doesn't then, matter. Then, yeah, exactly. They can keep drawing useless fucking teams, and if they want to beat us, well, nothing, then who cares? But I also really fucking want to beat them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to talk a little bit about what are realistic chances of signing a striker in January? Uh, <laughs> this is such a typical subject. Because, let's be logical, Drew cannot... cannot he, can't, he can't play 60 games. He cannot is, play yeah. 60 games a season. He can't go through alone all season. So we need someone. And we have Snogo, okay, as good as he might be, but Projects, he's not ready yeah. yet, right? And he's still always hurt. Right? And Bender <laughs> is out of the question. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. A striker is a must, and uh, I don't really much blame the club because they really were at looking for a striker in, in the summer, and things didn't work out with Suarez and Higuain, and now, obviously, obviously Higuain plays for Napoli and Liverpool. <laughs> I know we can sell Suarez now. Yeah. After putting their foot down I, so much at the end of the window yeah, I, with I, I that forty million plus one bid and all that, <laughs> which is funny coming from John Henry down the street, who put in a posting fee for a picture from Japan of fifty one million one hundred eleven thousand one hundred eleven dollars and eleven cents. That that man has the nerve to get mad about our one extra dollar. <laughs> Fuck the things. <laughs> if, if we thought that was a contract clause, then you know. That's all you have to do. Yeah, yeah. that's all I have to do. We were idiots to believe that clause coming from an agent. If I didn't. If somebody should have seen that thing in documentation just before we even launched that bid, because thinking that we were going to get Suarez on essentially a deal, because when he leaves Liverpool, it will be for more than 40 million plus one, that we stopped going after Higuain, and it, we were on a wild goose chase. That deal, that clause didn't exist. We got beat and looked the fool for it. We could have stayed in for Higuain, paid a few million more pounds, because in the time that we stopped looking for him was when Napoli stepped up their, their bid. So we could have had Higuain and Ozil come to us. Mm. And but to be fair, though, <laughs> I think Bryce I think, needs a towel. I think, to be fair, I think uh, we really th- thought we were going to get Suarez when he backed out of the Higuain deal. Wasn't there an and, article yesterday in Telegraph, I think it was Telegraph, where he was like, oh, I didn't know, I took that out of my contract. Didn't Suarez like, come out and say like he forgot there was no clause anymore? No idea, just fuck it. Anyway, in January, who, who is available, though? I know Garvey is not a fan, or doesn't think we'll get a cup-tied striker. Anybody we go after will not be cup-tied. It's just, Wenger puts such a priority on the Champions League. It's the one big thing he's never got, that he's, if we spend money on a player, it's not going to be cup-tied which just cuts down the availability greatly as far as world-class players. So, and I don't, truth be told, we don't exactly need, I use the term need, I'd love one, don't get me wrong, want one, yes, but need a world-class player. We just need someone better than Bettner. Giroud has played fine. He's on level up until today 
with the cunt as far as goals scored this season. But Better he can't record. do everything. Oh, yeah. And I expect nothing from Bentner, so we need to get something else. So any striker of the world then? I mean, no, I so would take it. <laughs> my, my first, my, I take my grandmother. She's been dead for seven years. <laughs> my personal feeling on the matter is that we either need someone who knows of the backup and will play that role. So, mm. say an experienced veteran that will come in, kind of how Eto went to uh, Chelsea, even though they're using him more than that role. <laughs> I know that's Chelsea. Fuck him. But my point is that uh, someone that was that that we got that would provide experience and finishing quality and not need to be like the man, or. And then wait to and then wait till summer and spend money on a guy that that is going to be right neck and neck with Giroud, trading off you know trading off starts or being able to move out to the left or the right or something like that. I saw this before. I thought Jovetic would have been perfect for that. That was that was last summer. Fucking whatever. Um, or like find someone or, or somehow break the bank in January and do it. But the point is like I don't want to get like Demba Ba and then have all these fucking arguments about like well who do we start Giroud or Bad or some stupid crap like that. I don't want to have like a guy that is obviously not world class and is still gonna bitch and moan about playing time or something like that. I the rumors I heard that were entertaining were Pato or Klosa. And those would be fine with me just because they would be guys that are in there to do a job and that's what they're there for for this life, for, to finish out this run this, run this year yeah. and maybe have on, on, on the books for like a year or two tops later on. And then like go after Lewandowski hard or, or, or other strikers like that. I, mean, like, I don't want to bring in someone that we're... Like, I don't want to bring in Benteke. Like, I, I, Benteke is good. Like, I don't want to bring him in. I want to bring in someone amazing or like just let give someone that's competent to give Giroud a break, personally. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are iffy about the Pato thing. I would, I would take him in a heartbeat just because he's still he's 24, I believe. He's still pretty young, obviously. Um, people complain about his injury history, but if he's playing backup, you know, what, the chances of getting injured are vastly, you know, decreased. So, and he's shown on every level he can finish. Yeah. In Champions League and and La Liga and Serie A. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I don't love the idea either of him or Closer just because I, they're not they're not like long term solutions. But in my mind, in January, you're not really going to get a long term solution, no. or you're going to pay like fucking crazy for him, or you're going to buy them only to play in the Premier League and not in, and not in Champions League. If that's what if that's what like if that was the choice, then, that, then that's one thing, and then you know run out Giroud for Champions League or something like that. I don't I just like you know like Arby, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to buy someone that's cup tied and. I don't want to. I don't want to break. I don't want to break the bank, and then for for some guy that we're gonna kind of use, and then come back in the summer and be like, well, we just spent twenty million dollars on this useless fuck, so we can't go after this big name player or something like that. King TT will be available. Just saying. <laughs> I will take him. I'm sorry. I honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care about it either. I, I think that like people would bitch and moan about like how it doesn't show ambition or whatnot, but like we need someone for for, for the end of this year run out. That's what we need. Zachary, do you have anybody in mind or Royce? Dream <laughs> <laughs> big, yeah. Well, no, I, mean, I, I want Lewandowski, but we're not going to get him. That's why I want him to go on the, in, the, in the summer window. No, I thought Benzema was a realistic possibility, but now that he's playing well, and now that how Perez is being so criticized of selling Ozil, I don't think Madrid, Madrid is going to sell any more players to us. I would love to see Madrid continue to sell players to us and take players from Tottenham. <laughs> That's a great partnership they have there. Don't understand that. Yeah. All four, though. No, because Benzema was playing shit up, up until a few weeks ago. He had a really nice assist uh, uh, to to uh, Ronaldo, yeah, he re- did. Yeah, yesterday, or yesterday. That was that was gorgeous, and, but actually. But even at that moment, I, yeah, I wanted, he, he hasn't wanted, been in favor or, or, or in form or anything like that. So I thought maybe that was a possibility, but 
I can't really think of any, anybody else in January. Benzema was also shit all over the idea of a move to us when there was rumored that we were going to get two players from Real. People when we got Ozil, the, the idea of someone, there was a Di weird Maria. combination of Di Maria, Benzema, and Ozil were all on the chopping block as far That's as Real right, went. Yeah. And I don't remember which paper it was, but they had an actual interview with him, so it wasn't, they just making up quotes where he just shit all over the idea of coming to Arsenal. So, what, we're no more of greater okay, interest to him then than now. <laughs> I guess my point about about the whole transfer or the, uh, the January transfer window, uh, especially at least in the striker market, is that I don't think we're gonna get the guy, and I personally don't want to get the what, guy. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get. I don't think we're gonna get anyone world class. And like I said, I don't want to spend a middling amount of money on someone that we're gonna only find some some use for unless they are a known role player for what they're gonna do. And so honestly, I I. I Someone, by all means, like fucking tweet at us or whatever the hell else we have in terms of getting in, getting in touch with us, and 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 let me know who you realistically think we could get. But in terms of would their clubs sell them? Are they good enough to play? Would Arsenal spend the money on them? Send in players, and I'll happily tell you if if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I just don't see anyone that we that we can get like that. Because if we are to win something this season, we need to get an extra striker. This, you know, the season is long. You're gonna have injuries. You're gonna have international duties. Um, you know, you're gonna have suspensions. And Giroud, as good as he is, he cannot do it alone. And if we are serious about the title, we need someone. I mean, I think that I think someone. If, I think we need. I think we need someone. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying nothing. I just think that I think you're gonna see. Once he's healthy, I think you'll see Wilcock get the odd game or two just to get just so that Drew doesn't have to play and we don't lose a ton of quality. I think you'll see Podolski get the odd game or two just so things like that. I mean, I think there's ways that we can do it. Yeah. I don't like it, Mike. Also, I, I'm just I'm just saying that I don't sure. I don't see a good way out of it. Sure. And when your midfield is as good as ours, you, you can see the goals flowing in from midfield and not just from strikers. Yeah, exactly. so that's a good thing. You need someone up there who's going to do a job that's not just going to be a finishing job. Yeah. Because if we get a guy that can, and that's going to be great because they're going to pop, they're going to pop it in all over the place. But like, if someone like, I'll use Wilcott as the example because he played there a little bit last year and everything. We, if, if if he can make the right runs, if he gets on the back shoulder and drags defenders out, and if he if he pressures the keeper, if he does things like that. That are useful that beyond just scoring uh, scoring a goal once once and again in like some brilliant striker touch, then that's still going to be useful because it gives Rude a game off. It, it gives us uh, some uh, some useful space that's created for the midfield, and it gives us a, a more options still, and not just you know Bender occupying space up there being useless. Walcott's not exactly known for his decision making though. He's a great no, agree. instinctive yeah. player. When you limit his options, he can pick the right thing to do. When you give him many opportunities, it seems as though nine times out of ten he will pick the wrong one. He will shoot when he should pass. He should pass when he should shoot. If he, if all he has to do is react, he will do the right thing. It's just when he's given options, he's not that good with them. Yeah, he's never going to be is, Sergio Aguero. Which is why he, as much as he fancies himself as one day becoming an out-and-out -out striker, at this time he's not. And until... He changes that mentality. If he has to look better vision on the field and better making making better solutions, there's sometimes he's so fucking fast. Yeah. I want to sit him down and play him on FIFA, like be like, hey, you realize what happens when you are going up the field? This is you can do this in real life too, <laughs> and he'll have opportunities where he can just jet down the side, and he tries to take on a guy. 
that's not as fast as him. Mm. Blow the fucking doors <laughs> off and go. And instead, he wants to just fucking show off this finesse move, which he lacks, and he loses <laughs> possession. It, as, as much as Walker is frustrating sometimes, I think we all have realized how much we miss him if he isn't mm-hmm. playing, right? He, he gives us a different dimension, and uh, I can't emphasize enough how much we've missed him in the past few games. Could have been vital today. Yeah, yeah. And that's why that's why Nabry coming on late was such a surprise yeah. because I think that he, he you know if we're going to argue that Wolcott is missing X Y and Z and Nabry is still definitely missing that plus you know fucking A B and C but he still he does some things very well which is pace aggressiveness that's huge that's fucking huge especially especially in a in a pretty static game with twenty minutes left say or something like that I, I I'd be curious uh, uh, as with most things I fall back to Wenger knows best I would still be curious to think well why he why he didn't see that in this game or uh, the Dortmund Dortmund games too the second one we, we ended up getting the goal at just about the right time and there and we weren't gonna overly press for it the home match I was a little I was a little more surprised not not to see him at all yeah. but I'd be curious to see to, to know. Oh, I don't know. At the end of the day, you know, still a pretty good week in general. So the, how the results went this weekend. And we're still top of the table, so fuck it. Agreed. <laughs> Why is that the, the gap there? Whatever. All right. Mind the gap. Then, <laughs> yes, mind the gap. All right, so we will transition into um, the hashtag we started, which was things better than United. Even though we lost, fuck them. They still, they're still shit, and then we're going to finish above them this year, ignoring all the fucking United fans that we had to deal with downstairs. Um, yeah. Showing so up uh, for the first time ever. <laughs> I can't wait for it. Uh, so uh, I guess Funny Gooner and myself uh, will read some off. Uh, funny yeah. good. You want to give the first one? Sure. This is one of the better ones, from Dan Wade at D Wade. Thinks better than United. Says Fabregas. Pizza throwing skills. <laughs> Next one, I will read off. Uh, Brian. He is at Gunner nine two one. Um, Anthony Taylor's officiating skills, which of course is, was just fantastic. So so talented <laughs> on the pitch, minus, uh, you know, that first match. Uh, do you want to read the next one? Let's see how I know him in real <laughs> life. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're good friends with him anyway. Mike Forty's at, at lobster hash, uh, what the fuck is, underscore dog. <laughs> well, I'm going to reread this one again. <laughs> My friend Mike Forty tweeted at us with, uh, he's at, at lobster underscore dog, and his uh, contribution to things better than United is Andre Santos driving skills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we want to do this one too or no? I couldn't decide if we agreed on this one or not. Uh, I mean, that's Nick a certified Cage, fact. Nick Cage's acting career is, is <laughs> obviously better than United. It's not even a question. A, Have you seen Get in the Cage? <laughs> Someone by the name of uh, Sam Moore, which is supposed to be Sam underscore underscore. Awesome. Double <laughs> underscore. At Sam underscore underscore more. We're sorry, but apparently we have Nick Cage Nick, fans. Nick Cage's <laughs> acting career is obviously better than United. It's not even close. I mean, it's not like it's John Travolta's catalog. Um, I will actually read one from Garden State Gooners, which is at Garden ST Gooners, just because it was elaborate as hell, so I'll give them props for it. Um, it was uh, Gilbert Gottfried's voice and a Rebecca Black video filmed by J.J. Abrams is better than United. I just thought that was... I don't even know what that would be. I mean, <laughs> I, I appreciate the absurdity, and therefore, like, why on earth would that be better than United? But, so like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> it's a way too much. Um, 
And then I guess we'll keep this one a little bit topical, I guess. Uh, do you want to read this one, Zachary? Maddie Joel. Maddie Jolie. Uh... Maddie Jolie, I'm sorry. At Maddie Jolie says, thinks better than United. Reaching incognito's people skills. Which, if you know anything about American football, is pretty fucking terrible. <laughs> so, good, so good on you. Yeah, well, Klima, if you can elaborate upon why this one is fantastic. Uh, so, Richie Incognito <laughs> is a notorious douchebag in the NFL, uh, and he recently was uh, hazing a rookie offensive lineman of the Miami Dolphins. His own teammate, in other words. Not like some other random dude. Uh, and he was leaving him voicemails, calling him racist names, saying he was going to shit in his mouth, he was going to punch <laughs> his mother in, this, in her face, and things like that. So, I mean, if that dude's better than you know you, I, th I think Van Persie really has to step his game up. That's, that was too topical not to include. Yeah. Um, and then, Klima, if you want to say the one you gave out before we start recording this bit. I feel, I feel bad just because I, I, I'm sure they try their hardest, and I'm <laughs> sure it's all just a bunch of elaborate misunderstandings and bad luck, but Arsenal, Me Arsenal medical staff is definitely better than United. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clearly yeah. debatable. <laughs> Our injury sheet looks like. That's, yeah, it's too good not to include, though, right? Yeah. Um, you guys have anything else you guys want to add for this little session, or...? I gotta say, like, I, this this was a weird one to do just because we had a we had this downer of a game today and the, and two other good games like really fun games to to, to kind of like touch back on. So it was a little strange, but uh, this we'll be on a break for the international break, of course, because who in the fuck is there to talk about after this, <laughs> after, after the Southampton game? Let's uh, let's hope for a really good one so we can come up here and be all sorts of belligerent and awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Zachary, do you want any final words before we say bye for a um, nice two-week, a fortnight, if I we was, can use that? Uh, <laughs> when the final whistle was blown, I was gutted, and, you know, it was as if my first bond just died. But now I think of it, it's, you know, we're still in a good position in Champions League and in the Premier League. We have players coming back. We have considerably uh, easier fixtures coming up. And things are not too glim as I thought in the after the game. The more so, the more I was thinking about like a, so, a nice yeah. way to tie this up was to say this this game today was a lot like losing your virginity. <laughs> it, it was a it was a little out of sync. It was a little awkward, but at the end it was it, it, it was what it was, and it has no bearing on what's going to happen in the future. Everything's <laughs> just gonna get better from here. You can speak for yourself. I got <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting. I came get... in with class. La ladies on Twitter, that's A W K L E M A. What are you talking about, Kim? I'm just I'm still wait getting I'm waiting to get married. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, I saw a staff. You want to take this, you know, make this sound good. Past 21 matches out of a possible 63 points, we have 51, which is not too shabby. Not at all. I don't think what we did in March means a damn. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the podcast, guys. <laughs> Do you have any final words then, Garvey, besides, you know, shitting in our faces after we're trying to be positive? I just Richie want no, incognito in our faces. <laughs> I want no one hurt on the interwell. It's my dreaded fear. If, I had a, if it, it was in my power, I would abolish international football. I'm from America. I don't, I don't care about my national team. Therefore, I don't care about anybody else's. Sacrilege. I'm a club guy, full, full and full. I just want no one to get hurt. That's all I care about. We have such potential for the future with players coming back. We don't want to lose anymore. I have actually I have a final word to add. No matter how good Van Persie is, but no matter how many goals he scores against us, he is and always be a cut.